we pray this message blesses and encourages you. Emma was talking there about our New Year's resolutions. And uh, hands up who does New Year's resolutions. Anyone in the house does? Yeah, yeah, a few people. I was reading, it came up on my um, Instagram reels. I don't know why this came up, actually. Normally some things come up and you go, why did that come up? And so Forbes magazine, I'm not a subscriber to Forbes magazine, but yeah, Forbes magazine came up and it was like, um, the average New Year's resolution lasts till March. <laughs> That's the average. Um, 1% of people who uh, were polled uh, kept their New Year's resolution for the whole year. St. Mark's, we are that 1%, aren't we? <laughs> we're we're going to keep it till the, for the whole year. We're going we're gonna to book the trend, and we're going to be that 1%. Yay! <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, we're starting a new series called uh, Strong and Courageous. And so our New Year's resolution is we're going to be strong and courageous. Amen? But sometimes you don't feel like being strong and courageous, do you? I was, I was thinking of this, and I was like, gosh, I've, I've eaten probably about 12 selection boxes over the past two weeks. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm that person who needs to, <laughs> to lose a bit of weight. Um, and I'm like, oh, like, I, sometimes I don't feel like I'm, I'm strong and courageous. Like, how, and then I was thinking of particularly, like, how can we be strong and courageous in, in, in a world that is filled with fear and worry? You know, sometimes, uh, maybe that's just me, and, and that's not even looking at RTE or BBC or News Talk or Sky or whatever your news app is. Sometimes even in our own world, in our own family situations and what's going on, there can be worry and anxiety and there can be so much stress. Um, and, and even in January where you're like, I just can't wait till the end of the month because my bank balance is empty and I've spent it all. And even this month can be so worrisome because like, the end of the month is coming. The end of the month is coming. Thank God for prayer and fasting because <laughs> I have no money to eat anyway. And, and so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like we're, we're, there's this constant worry. And how can we be strong and courageous? Um, and, and also, when we're, when we're talking about being strong and courageous, it's not just about being physically strong. Is that right, Graham? Graham's physically strong. It, we're talking about being emotionally strong spiritually strong, mentally strong. And this is what God has for us. He wants us to be strong and courageous. And so maybe you're like me, entering into 2024 with a little bit of apprehension about being strong and courageous. And, and, and maybe then this word and this whole month series is for you. Maybe God wants to speak to us. And maybe God wants to encourage us and to show us through his word how we can be strong and courageous. And to, so this morning, I'm going to show you how you can be strong and courageous. And you may be a bit apprehensive about that, but I want to encourage you to open your heart and open your mind to the word of God and to what the word of God says. This is not just a pep talk from me, yet let's be strong and courageous. It says, you've no idea what I'm going home to. You've no idea what the reality of my workplace is or what the reality of my relationship is or what is going on in my own head and heart. And so a pep talk doesn't cut it, doesn't it? Not? Sometimes we can get pepped up and it'd be like, yeah, let's go get it. And then half an hour later, reality hits. And it's like, and so we want to focus in on what God's word says and how the word of God, because that's alive and active and that's eternal. And God is faithful to his word and to his promises. And so this morning... You probably have already guessed it. 
what we're going to look at is Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to read from Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. And Joshua 1, verse 9 is actually the key verse that God has given Pastor Sean for the team for this year, being strong and courageous. And so let's read it together. Hopefully it'll be up on the screen. And we'll read this together. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all of these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be, then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Three times in this passage, God is saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Consistently says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I love the scriptures because I love the scriptures do not hide from reality. They speak straight into our reality. Why do you think in the Bible it says, do not be afraid so many times? Because God is aware that we are fearful. We get afraid very easily. We get fearful very easily. When stuff is going right, everything's great. When stuff starts to go a bit out of kilter, then we can get anxious and we can become a bit unsettled. And that's why we have to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. Because if not, then we will go whichever way our feelings are going. You see, sometimes, as I said, it's going great. The bank balance is full, the bills are paid, the sun is shining, the kids are behaving, and everything is going great. And you're like, yeah, Des, whenever does that all happen at once? <laughs> but then everything can go to pot the next day, can't it? The, bank the mortgage goes out, the car repayments go out, the car breaks down, the insurance is, is up, and the bank balance is empty, and the kids are running amok, the reports are coming home bad, the doctor's on the phone, you're getting bad news, and it's like, and that's why the Word of God is so important. Because no matter what season you're in, the word of God is a fixed foundation for our lives that we can stand on God's promises and God's truth. So let me set the scene here as this, I get rid of this lead from me. Moses has died. So Moses is, has been the, the leader of Israel. Moses led Israel from the land of Egypt and he went into Pharaoh and he, God had called him and he stood before Pharaoh, the most powerful man and the most powerful nation at that time, and said to Pharaoh, God said, you have to let my people go. And Pharaoh laughed and said, yeah, whatever, and didn't. And God sent plagues upon Egypt to prove, you better let my people go. And so Moses was God's man chosen. God had spoken to Moses through a burning bush. Do you mean God, Moses was, he was the one who led them from Egypt 
across a sea. He used his staff to part a Red Sea. He was the one who went up to Mount Sinai and he received the law of God. He saw God. He, he, hid, he hid himself and he saw the glory of the Lord pass before him. And so this is Moses. <laughs> I mean, the great Moses was now dead. And Joshua is now the one that has been asked to step in to lead the people. I, I can only imagine what is going through Joshua's head. Like, talk about a hard act to follow. Talk about, like, seriously? Like, this is where God, Moses, or Joshua's probably going like, no, Lord, I, I think someone else should step up here. I think someone else should take the lead. Do you know, do you ever, I, I was thinking of this, and, and again, no, most of you know that I'm mad into football and I love sport and stuff. And, and I remember, I think it was 2012, 2013, um, I'm going to hate saying this, but a great manager of Manchester United, Alex Ferguson, stepped down. And I can remember thinking, God help the person who takes over from him. Honestly, God helped the person because this man had known the club so in and out. He had led them from success to success to success to success. And now some poor idiot <laughs> was going to take charge. And it just wasn't going to end well. And it didn't end well, thanks be to God. <laughs> Sorry to all Man United fans. <laughs> Apologies. No, I'm not really. But, and, and I know it's a, it's a, it's a, a weak analogy probably, but like, because Moses is so much greater. And here we have Joshua stepping in to where Moses was. And everything was changing. Here are some of the emotions that I feel Joshua may have felt. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of, of being the leader. Gosh, they were moaning to Moses. Three million of them were given out. What are they going to do to me? Insecurity. Am I able? Am I, uh, how can I fill this man's shoes? Anxiety. Doubt, hesitation, loneliness, and grief. His friend and his leader was now dead. And, and maybe some of these emotions are what you're feeling going into 2024, rather than feeling strong and courageous. Maybe some of these emotions you can more identify with, fear, anxiety, grief, more than you can identify with being strong and courageous. But yet, here's the great thing. With all that Joshua was, was feeling, this is exactly where God speaks into. I, lo I love how God consistently speaks into our desperation and speaks into our point of need and our moment of need. I have walked with the Lord for nearly 26 years, and I'm consistently amazed with how consistently God is in my life. He consistently shows up at my most desperate need. And this is Joshua's most desperate need. And God shows up in this moment and says to Joshua three times, be strong and be courageous. And so maybe you're feeling a bit anxious or maybe you're feeling a bit of hesitation or maybe you're feeling, even in a room this size, a bit of loneliness. God's word for you for 2024 is to be strong and courageous. So how can we be strong and courageous? Well, I love that God gives us answers in this word. There are three reasons that he speaks to Joshua about why he can be strong and courageous. We can be strong and courageous because of God's promise. Joshua was to be strong and courageous because he was going to lead the people into the land that God swore to give them. If God promises you something, if God says it, 
you can be guaranteed he will complete it. If God says it, you can be guaranteed he will see it true. It may not be in your time. It may not be in the way you feel it will be. But you can guarantee that it will happen. If God has promised it, it will come to pass. He is not a liar. He is faithful. He is good. He is true. He's not going to say something and then not complete it. Everything God says, he completes and he fulfills. Everything he says. Corinthians puts it this way. For no matter how many are God's promises that he has made, they are yes and amen in Christ. And so if God said it, you can be confident he will see it true. Do you know there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of promises that God has made in his scriptures to his people? And they will all come to pass. Not one of them will not fail. Not one word God has spoken will fail. They will all come to pass in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Here's some of them that God has promised us. God has promised to strengthen you. Isaiah 41.10 do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous, hand, right, righteous right hand. God promises you rest. Matthew 11, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. God promises to take care of all of your needs. Philippians, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God promises to answer your prayers. Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. God promises to work everything out for your good. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, I love this, because not just the good things, but the most tragic moments, the most desperate situations that I've gone through in my life, somehow God is able to work them out for the good and for his glory. It's not just the high seasons. It's not just when I'm on the mountaintop and the worship team are leading me and I'm just lost in his presence. It's when I'm in the gutter and I'm crying out in desperation, Jesus, help me. It's in those moments God works these moments out for the good and for his glory. We know that in all things, God works for the good for those who love him. God promises to be with you, Joshua 1, we just read it. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. God promises to protect you, Psalm 91. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. God promises to set you free. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. God promises you freedom. God promises that nothing can separate you from him. Romans 8, for I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor the any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God promises you everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. God has promised us so much. And they're all yes. There's nothing you have to do to work for these promises. All we have to do is receive what God has promised. And they're ours in Christ Jesus. If God has said it, you can be confident that he will see it true. Be strong and courageous. 
Because God has given you great promises and he will see them true. And this is what gives us strength and this is what gives us courage. The promise of God. God swore to Joshua, swore to the Israelites, I am going to give them this land. And so because of God's promise, because of God's oath that is unbreakable, this, this gives Joshua strength and courage in order to go forward into all that God had called them to do. The second reason Joshua could be strong and courageous and that we can be strong and courageous is we can be strong and courageous because God has given us instructions and guidance and not only how we should live for him in this world, but also have success in this world. God has given us his word and his word causes us to be strong and courageous and to be successful. Now in God's economy, success is not measured by how big your car is. It's not measured by how big your job is or how big your salary is or how big your house is or how big your head is. That's not how God measures success. Do you know how God measures success? God measures success by obedience to what he says. We will be successful when we obey what God has said. Now God says some crazy things. Des, I want you to go plant the church. Are you for real, God? You must be thinking about someone else. We will be successful when we obey what God has said. Sometimes God says things that you're like, that's not possible. But the Bible says I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And so again, I have to step out on what God says and not what I feel or not what I think. Because sometimes what I think isn't good and sometimes my feelings betray me. My feelings are all over the place. They're a mess sometimes. And I have to go on what God says. And so I can be strong and courageous when I know the word of God and I apply the word of God to my life. Twice God promised Joshua, if he obeys his word and follows his command, he would be successful. Joshua 1, 7 to 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. If you want to have a successful life, get into the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Read the word of God. Consume the word of God. It's a shocking statistic how many Christians in Western society actually read the word of God. We're so used to getting sermons or podcasts or different things. Can I encourage you that, that maybe your, your New Year's resolution, or maybe some of you already have taken up this resolution, is to read the word of God more. Keep going. Keep going. There'll be some days when it'll be torturous. There'll be some days to be like, I don't have the time. I don't have the headspace. There's so much to do work-wise. Persevere in reading the word of God. Uh, 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 the previous, uh, I'm going back a while here, uh, youth pastor of St. Mark's, a guy called Derek Switzer. He used to be passionate about us getting into the word of God, even as youth leaders. And we'd study and we'd read and he'd get the word of God and, and we'd learn, memorize scriptures. And I remember him saying one time, because I was struggling with it and stuff, and I was like, and I remember him saying like, sometimes it's like, you mean, you're, you're eating your dinner and sometimes you have to eat the mash and maybe you don't like the mash. And you're like, but to get to the dessert, you have to eat the veg. 
and you have to eat the Brussels sprouts and the broccoli. But it's all of those things actually that sustains you and that feeds you. And then there's times when you read the word of God and it comes alive and it's like, oh my goodness, that's powerful. But then most of the times, if I'm being honest, it's just getting the word of God into me. And it's just putting healthy practices in my life and saying, I want to get God's word because if it's God's word, it's alive and active. And the more I get God's word into me, then when I'm going through tough times, the more God's word comes back to me in those moments and is able to sustain me and help me through when I'm being tempted or when I'm being bombarded with thoughts and different things. It's God's word that is alive and active. It's not Sean's word or Des's word or St. Mark's word. It's God's word. And this is what enabled Mo, or Joshua to be strong and courageous. And God was saying to Joshua, meditate on this. Get it into you, Joshua. And then you will be successful. Then you will be strong. And then you will be co courageous. The third reason that we see in this passage of scripture why Joshua can be strong and courageous and why we can be strong and courageous is we can be strong and courageous because of God's presence. Our key verse for this year is Joshua 1 verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. <laughs> what a promise. God is with you. That, that should give us strength. God is with me. God is for me. God has only good interests and good desires towards me. Says, what happens when I find myself back in that addiction? What happens when I find myself back doing that thing? God is with you. God is for you. What happens when I fall? God is with you. God is for you. What happens when I'm just going for it? God is with you. God is for you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Emmanuel is not just the name of God at Christmas time. Emmanuel is God's name for all eternity. He is God with us. God is with us. And that gives us strength and that gives us courage that no matter what I'm facing into, God is with me. No matter what meeting I'm going into, in work or in college or whatever situations at home, if I'm aware of the presence of God with me, it strengthens me. God, you are with me. God, give me wisdom in this moment. God, strengthen me, Lord God. God, help me to know when to shut my mouth and when to speak. God, help me to, help me to in this moment. God is with you. And we need to... Do you remember, remember uh, in, in the, I think it's in Philippians, Paul says he prays without ceasing. I remember as a young Christian reading that going like, that's mad. How can someone pray without ceasing? Because I used to think prayer was like you had to go to church and you'd get, sit in the pew and then you'd say your Hail Marys and your Our Fathers and your different things. And, and I've gone, how can you pray without ceasing? That's, that's not true. But I've learned, you know what? It's, it's in all those moments when you're driving in your car. And, and you're going to a meeting and it's like you're asking God for wisdom. That's praying. It's, it's when you're, you're, you're going into a, a stressful situation and you're going, God, I need you. That's praying. You're praying over your children when, they're, when, when you're dropping them off to school. Lord, bless them, protect them. That's praying. Do you know we can literally pray without ceasing because God is always with us. You don't need to come to this church to meet with God. We come together 
because we need each other. And that's another sermon, by the way, about how we can be strong and courageous is by being in community together. But we can be with God when I'm walking the dog or when I'm going to drop the kids to school or when I'm driving my car. God is with you. And this causes us to be strong and courageous. I love the story of David and Goliath, and, and it's found in 1 Samuel. And, and we see the, 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 this giant coming against the, the armies of Israel. And so you have, two, you have two armies, the Israelites and the Philistines. And, and they're, they're taunting each other. Nothing's really happening. And, and what would happen sometimes in that culture was you'd pick your, your, your giant, your, your, your warrior, your best, your strongest, and they'd go out into the battlefield. And then the other would pick their best and their strongest, and they'd go out into the battlefield. And they'd, they'd have it out until one of them won. And so Goliath would come out every single day, and he'd be slagging and taunting the Israelites. Have he's got anyone? Has anyone come here to fight me? Is there anyone man enough? Anyone brave enough? And not one of the Israelites were brave enough. They were all cowering. They were all afraid. They were all waiting to see what Saul the king would do, and Saul wasn't doing much. And this young man, David, who was too young to be in the army, he was out minding his father's sheep. His older brothers were in the army, and every day he'd bring lunch to his brothers, and he was bringing his lunch to the brothers, and he heard Goliath. And he says this, and I wrote down, he says this in, in, in thing. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? You see, when David saw Goliath, he didn't actually see Goliath. He saw the living God. His eyes were fixed on the living God. And so the giant that was so big to all the other Israelites was nothing to David. He was looking, I'm going, what are you doing? Who is this? That would slag and mock the armies of the living God. Because David knew God's presence. David knew God's presence out in the fields. When no one was watching, David was watching the sheep. And he was singing. And he was writing psalms. And he was singing to the Lord. And you know what challenged me? Des, what do you do when no one's watching? What do you do when no one's watching? What do we do when no one's watching? If you want to be strong and courageous, make sure you're worshiping the Lord when no one's watching. Make sure you're getting into God's word when no one's watching. Because guess, honestly, if I'm doing this just up here, and then when, I'm, when no one's watching, I'm living a different life, I am not going to be strong and courageous. God's word will not lie. I will, and, and God will not be mocked. I will not be strong and courageous if I just give God lip service. You see, David was strong and courageous because he was with the presence of the Lord out in the fields when no one was watching. He wasn't doing it for the, for the audience. He was doing it because he loved the presence of God. And he just wanted to worship God and he wanted to be in God's presence. And he loved, and God began to elevate this young man to be the king over all of Israel. And he did go and he just took out that giant with a slingshot, whack, and the giant fell. Because the giant in the presence of God is nothing. What? Maybe you're facing giants this year. Maybe there's giants that you're going into 2024 and you're like strong and courageous. I am wilting in fear because this is, there's so much facing me this year. Can I encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus who is the author and perfecter of your faith? Don't focus on your giant. I'm not saying don't ignore it, but don't focus on it. Focus on God. And see the miracle and see how God works all things out for your good and for his glory. The final thing, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back and we're going to close. 
the final reason why we can be strong and courageous is because the best is yet to come. God's promised us that we would go from glory to glory to glory, from strength to strength to strength. And so you may have had a great year. Well, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. As I said, I'm nearly 26 years following the Lord. And this is my testimony. My worst day as a believer is far greater than my best day as a non-believer. My worst day as a believer is far greater than the best day I had when I wasn't a believer. Because God just keeps bringing me on from glory to glory and glory. And he's so faithful. And so we can be strong and courageous because the best is yet to come. Moses, the servant of the Lord, is dead. And it could have been so easy for Joshua to be crippled by this. He could have been so crippled by the past, even the past successes. You know, sometimes nostalgia of the past can keep you from the blessings into the future. Oh, it was great back in the day, wasn't it? It was great when we had this. It was great when we done that. Yes, it was. But you know what's even greater? The next season. Because the best is yet to come. Don't allow your insecurities. Don't allow your fear. Don't allow your doubt. Don't allow your sin. Don't allow, as Paul says, the sin that so easily entangles to keep you from all that God has for you. And the invitation this morning is for us to lay everything down again at the foot of the cross. I really feel there's someone here and your past is what's holding you back. Your past mistakes, your past failings, your past hurts, or maybe who you've hurt is holding you back. And I believe God wants to work a miracle in you today where he wants you to let go of that at the foot of the cross in order to take on his strength and his courage. As the Bible says, and I shared earlier, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. We can only be strong and courageous by letting go of the past, giving it all to God, your failings and your sin, accepting his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace, his love. Hebrews puts it this way, let us run with perseverance the race that has been marked out for us. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. He is the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that we will not grow weary and we will not lose heart. Lord, I want to thank you for removing my sin and my brokenness as far as the east is from the west. Lord, I want to thank you for restoring my relationship with your Father. And I want to thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, because of you and because of what you have done on the cross, we can enter into 2024 with a confidence and with an assurance that the best is yet to come. And Lord, we can stand in this place being strong and courageous in all that you have called us to.
Lord Jesus, thank you for your promises. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your presence. Will never leave us or forsake us. Lord, we pray that not only would this be St. Mark's church best year, but this would be Dublin's best year. This would be Ireland's best year. Lord, we pray that your spirit would fall afresh in this place and in this city and in this nation. Lord, we pray that the multitudes would come to know you, Jesus, and the freedom that you bring, Lord God. And we ask all of this through Christ Jesus, our Lord, knowing that what you have promised, you will bring to pass in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like any more information, please visit stmarkcity.ie. Have a very blessed week.